Here's the big question. How is it that most entrepreneurs hustle and are always busy and struggle to take just one step forward only to fall two steps back? They're dedicated, determined, and driven, but only a few finally break through and win. This show uncovers those quantum leap patterns of highly successful people so you can simply model what they do and apply to your future success. That's the question, and the answers are right here. My name is Brigitte Höfele, and this is the Success Patterns Show. And that is right. Welcome, everyone, to the Success Pattern Show. Here's the golden nugget. Success patterns are more valuable than ideas. Let me explain. Ideas, while powerful, require trial and error, a lot of time to put into action. Just think about manufacturing. First, you have an idea, then you have a proof of concept, then a working prototype, then you go into small production batches, and finally, you go into full-scale production. Ugh, this takes months, years maybe. And you, have met some, you may have met some people who are collectors of ideas, but they do little else. Forget everything you've heard about ideas. You're not looking for ideas. You are looking for success patterns. Success patterns are different. Success patterns are better. Why? Success patterns are proven, have a logical sequence of steps to follow, have an action bias, and deliver consistent results. In this content-rich program, you're going to learn valuable success patterns with our special guest today, where last week we had a hacker in the house. This week, we have a doctor in the house. And I'm super excited that we have this very special doctor who I've just recently met at a conference. I'm thinking back, must have been last October. Um, she is an empowerment coach, a trainer, a mentor. She is a, she was a competitive athlete. And, but I'm going to say once an athlete, I think you're always going to have that athlete mindset. Uh, she was a synchronized swimmer in the young, young democratic, uh, Croatia. She is originally from Croatia and has moved from there. Um, she has overcome great diversities spending her early 20s in the war uh, in Croatia and was on the front for international humanitarian organizations. Hello, this woman knows a thing or two about success patterns. And she has learned through overcoming these adversities. She has studied to what it really takes for an individual and for teams to overcome adversities. And she stands for mental and emotional toughness that is led by a no excuse policy. Ladies and gentlemen, I couldn't be more excited and happy to introduce on our show today, Dr. Srinka. Thank you, Dr. Srinka, for being here all the way from Germany. Hello, Brigitta. Thank you for being here, the guest on your show. And as you mentioned, yes, we met just recently. It was in November in California, and I couldn't overlook a very, very uh, uh, impressive woman with this blonde hair and the big, really big glasses. I'm like, who are you? I want to talk to you. <laughs> that was really nice. See? 
<laughs> it's interesting that you say that because I went to um, a, a, a continuous education last weekend in Dallas, Texas, and I was going through a Whole Foods and someone calls my name from like the end of the aisle and says, Brigitte, is that you? And it's a woman that lives in California. I live in Atlanta and she recognized me by my hair. So what are the odds? No, I'm I'm really honored, uh, Dr. Srinka, that you are here. And natürlich könnten wir das jetzt auf Deutsch weitermachen, but no one would understand us. Yeah, well, let's do it in English. <laughs> let's do it in English. Plus minus everybody gets English, but German, more minus than plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you got a point. Um, Dr. Srinka, the, the doctor stands for something. This is not just a doctor that you bought somewhere. This is a doctor that you have actually gone to school, <laughs> yeah, really school for. <laughs> Tell us, what did you study? Um, I moved to Germany, got a scholarship uh, late um, 90s uh, to uh, write a PhD in international relations and European foreign policies. And um, yeah, I finished and then uh, life turned out I will not be going back to Germany, uh, not Germany, to Croatia. So I stayed in Germany and the life developed here in Germany. So I have stayed for, oh my God, 23 years now. <laughs> so I'm a full German already. <laughs> And, and for the ones, I mean, you speak impeccable English and for my German audience, she also speaks impeccable German. You would not hear that she is originally from Croatia. And that's just that kind of speaks to the person that you are and the thoroughness that you have. And, you know, you texted me before the show and you're just a very thorough and yet a very um, you're not attached there's 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 not an attachment to your thoroughness. Tell me more about that because that's a really cool pattern to have. Yeah, it it um, wasn't always like it. As you might know, I'm a yoga teacher too. At some point when the life got really tough in the early 2001 and two in Germany, I was new in the country and you know a few things uh, you know went wrong. Uh, and I started um, started the, the yoga science. I just, you know, I wanted to find my peace. I wanted to move. I didn't have my team from Croatia anymore. And, and you know, the huge sports community and started, you know, doing yoga. So the physical part of the yoga was not so challenging as I used to be an athlete. And I, you know, continued moving as I have to move. I cannot not move, you know, three days of not moving, you know, makes me a very undesirable person and you know my husband cannot wait for me you know to start doing something so i'm relaxed after that <laughs> i need to i just need to move so i really started studying yoga philosophy and meditation and mindfulness and the rest um and so you know that really helped me a lot you know being very very flexible not only in the body uh but very flexible in the mind too and then you just you know you're just flexible adapt pretty quickly and you're just fine <laughs> flexible in the mind i really like what you said because it's one thing that i teach so share with us how does one become well flexible in the body for a lot of people is already a challenge right yoga helps continuing to work out and stretch and all of those things how do you become flexible in the mind <laughs> 
you become flexible in the mind if you don't really attach always to your opinion, if you don't attach to things, if you can accept that there are, you know, more, that there's more than one outcome, and then you might be better off with the second one. And the flexibility, you know, goes back all also, you know, to some family issues that my family had uh, back in those days in the 80s. So I accepted sort of, you know, what was going on. And then we had this terrible war in the 90s in Croatia. And I would always say in my best years, in my early 20 years. Um, and, you know, what do you do there? You know, do you despair or uh, do you accept the way it is? And then you find the best possible way, you know, to go through and not to get crazy or then or all gray hair or lose hair or lose life. You know, what do you do? You accept and then you just really, uh, you never, you know, never, I will never, I will never forget, uh, you know, I come from Zagreb, it's the capital of Croatia, when um, the other country that sort of started bombing the capital, it was like outrageous, like, I was like, what the hell is happening? You know, we are, you know, we, we used to be together for 40 years, now they're throwing the bombs on us, what's going on? And we all got down in the cellars, and it was the it was the first week of the university. I just, you know, uh, um, enrolled in the university. I had all those plans and the visions and the dreams. And all of a sudden I was sitting in the cellar with the rest of the people from the house. And then I I, ha I had books, my books, my first books from, from for the first year, you know, freshman first year books uh, on my lap. And I was, you know, started studying it was like uh, it was like sort of um uh, um like i was a, a defense mechanism like i know where i want to go this is the wrong movie <laughs> Definitely not i did not movie. sign up for this no it was like i am getting out of this you know this is a wrong movie wrong theater i'm getting out so this is like how you you know you, you overcome that and then you just you just have this vision, you know, you just have this vision. I see myself there and I don't see myself here. So, and I still don't know how will I get there, but I know I will. So this is all you. And it's, and it starts, it starts with your thoughts. It starts with your, what are you seeing in the future? So, you know, being in the bunker, being in the cellar with, I don't know how many hundreds of people probably. We're, yeah, I don't really remember anymore because it was not so huge. So not everybody could fit down. And so, mm -hmm. so uh, who fit, fit, who didn't, they had to cross the street and go in, in another bigger bunker, you know? Yeah. And there was like a, it was not really a good bunker, but it was something, unless you're not. It was safe. It was safe, yeah, clearly, because you're yeah, here was, with us. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, were there, is the Croatian mindset overall a mindset like you just described it like we're going to fight on we're going to move on we're going to you know the, i'm in the wrong movie i did not sign up for this <laughs> i really don't want to be here i'm just going to you know kind of bury myself in my books and just create my future did, were you the only one or was there a small group of people or is it, is it more of a croatian mindset um, I think it's more of the Croatian mindset. If you just look a little bit at the history, uh, you will you will see that Croatia has never really has a regulated system like in, you know in Germany. I mean, you're 
German. You come from Germany, you know how everything is regulated. Many things work and, you know, people are very safe within those, you know, within those boundaries of regulations and how the system works. You don't have that in Croatia, especially not in the, in the young democratic Croatia, you know, who just, you know, uh, got out of one country, one federation and, you know, fights and the rest. So people are more like, you know, um, uh, like freestyling, <laughs> like, you know, life, what comes, we will solve. So I think that flexibility and being used to change and being used to that there are no big regulations that you always have to find your way out is something really very typical of of creation that that one is true thank you for you know bringing it up it's such a good question yeah um yeah and, and it's it's interesting of what you have learned and by the way we have Kerstin who says hello um and hello to everyone that is watching us live um and then also watching the recording how does what everything that you have learned and i i, I want to challenge maybe even or or ask you the, it's not necessarily the things, and you know, you have a huge uh, uh, foundation of knowledge of what you have studied clearly, but where you've studied it and, and under which circumstances you've studied it, I think also had a huge impact. Your culture has a huge impact on that. How does all of that, because that accumulates and makes Dr. Srinka, Dr. Srinka, right? How does that translate into you going into organizations and corporations and guide them and assist them with what you're doing today? Well, you know, I have sort of a track record of difficult times and that I have overcome difficult times that everybody asked me like, where do you get that energy from? And why are you smiling all the time? You know, I may look tired because days are long and, you know, filled with people and with fun, but, you know, um, I'm actually in good mood. So that translates in companies that people really, um, you know, see that I can um, energize people, motivate people, give them another perspective uh, that uh, I, you know, learn how to build up the resilience and learn that, yeah, okay, tears are fine. I do cry, but I'm not, you know, crier for a long time. I cry, like I really can cry, but, you know, it's 10 minutes and then, all the rest is like uh, you, you're uh, um, uh, not in a good state if you go for too deep. Then you're, you know, in the in, in you're in the valley of sorrow, and then you don't exit out. So you know you you ventilate, so to speak, by you know uh, by crying, and then uh, you just go on, and then you always uh, see and push forward. So this motivates people a lot. Plus, you know the. Um, my my athlete background uh you know still impresses people uh then uh the, the the mental resilience you know all the mindfulness and meditation techniques that i bring in the company because as you know meditation is a business case meditation you know creates more creativity in the heads of people you know clears clears the very very busy heads and uh Ultimately, there are so many benefits also, you know, settles people down, you know, they learn how to channel the emotions, you know, uh, they learn how to, how, so to speak, you know, be in the middle with, you know, super happy feelings and super negative, unhappy feelings. So, and if you are in the middle, then you are really balancing your life pretty well and you don't need 
work-life balance, which by the way, there is no work-life balance. And, you know, I actually hate the term work-life Me balance. It means I when agree. I'm working, I'm not living. And I mean, really like, you know, working 12 hours and not living, uh, that's, that would be really disastrous. So, uh, but, you know, to learn that, you know, while you're working, how you, how you work, how you develop that, that resilience, how you develop a very positive view on life. I mean, you are the NLP queen for me. So, you know, what impact, you know, a conscious, conscious, uh, 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 con control, maybe some people will perceive it negatively, but really conscious control over your thoughts will give you the possibility to consciously control your emotions and if you got that in place you are safe even if you are you know in the basement and somebody is bombing you, you know? <laughs> i mean guys mic drop right there conscious control and i want to speak to that word control because um uh, some people will pick up control and and give it a negative meaning right of when someone is in control of something then it then it's manipulative or it's control and it's rigorous or it's or, or it's um whatever negative connotation someone might want to give uh by the way Yvonne is saying hello greetings from Ber berlin by the way, everyone, uh, this is Germany and it is almost 11 o'clock at night and we have most of our viewers today from Germany. Also, hallo, uh, ganz liebe Grüße alle nach Deutschland. <laughs> um, control, conscious control uh, is so key and I really want to go deeper into that because when someone truly understands that, that they are the creator of their own circumstances, Clearly, you had no, you had no uh, say if you're going to be if you're if you're going to be in a war or not, or if whatever other adversities. I'm pretty sure the war wasn't the only adversity in your life, right? The pandemic was an adversity we all had to overcome somehow. But how? <laughs> that kind of was really funny because everybody was like, "Oh my God, pandemic!" Everybody, I was like. People relax. You have food. You are at home. You have you have everything. Relax. And what's wrong? It's the wrong is that you cannot party outside. Okay, that feels wrong if you are twenty. If you are a little bit older, it's okay. You're tired anyway. But it was you know for me it was like, what are people really freaking about? I, I really it may sound really not very. Uh, um, uh, um, true maybe to somebody, but I was totally relaxed and, you know, pandemic, I was like, Me. okay, just, you know, just another show, <laughs> just another show, but I was really totally, totally relaxed during the whole pandemic. Do I need to take a shot? Yeah, I will take it because I want to obviously meet you in the U.S. It was not possible to fly to U.S. even if you don't have a shot. Do I believe it? Absolutely not. I got that COVID anyway. Uh, it was not such disastrous as I was down for two and a half weeks. Anyway, conscious control, super important. Would you say, now I want to put another term in here that can be controversial, and that is the term programming. Could you say that adversity, going through 
overcoming adversity. I think that's the key here. Overcoming adversity, not from an outside control or from an outside perspective, but from an inside perspective of you. I have overcome adversity, not something someone else did me, but by something that I did programs you to face other adversities when they when they are happening simpler i don't want to say with ease but more simplistic yeah simpler maybe more relaxed mm -hmm. you know it just well you know i didn't die then why would i die now <laughs> if you know pandemic is here clearly many people died i don't want to you know be very uh, uh, unconscious about that but you know i considered myself in good health um healthy food healthy lifestyle enough sleep um no basically no alcohol no no smoking you know you know that people who uh, are smokers had more problems with covid or are just genuinely more prone to to get covid I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, the adversity has come, but you know, that didn't kill me. Why would that kill me too? I mean, that was much harder, much, you know, many things are unpredictable right now, as we know, you know, on the global scale. There are many but things unpredictable throughout our life. This is, this is exactly, you know, my lesson in life. I have come through so many different uh, uh, scenarios, uh, uh, political systems, different education, different people, really different, very huge problems. And, you know, still here I am. And I, you know, I didn't go gaga, as you would say in Germany, I was I'm still okay, because it's, it's kind of a normal, it's, it's like a, it's like, you know, it's like this fabric, it has so different, you know, shades and colors, and depending on how it's woven on this place, and or that place so this is how life is you know that maybe it's not so nice but i love this color you know so this is how the life is and then you intertwine and then you you go with that and i mean i have to say i mean yoga did a great job for me <laughs> i have my yoga mother well, and I have my yoga, yoga and father. meditation yeah yoga me and meditation yeah absolutely absolutely when you so two questions and they go back to back when you go into organizations first question which organizations, which organizations hire you? Do you, do they already have an understanding of what you offer? Do they know what the outcome is for their employees? And then second question or second part of that question is what do you do with them? Okay. First thing, um, depending on the, on, on the company size. So if, if it's a large, if it's a large company, like 500 people plus they would usually know what is health management in companies you know they would usually know but if i tell them i will do empowerment with your people they are unclear about that mm -hmm. what i really do it's i do like health management in companies of 4.0 which means yes you do movement so do sports with them you do relaxation meditation techniques, you know, to clean the brain. Then you do also uh, what I call and what is actually personal development. And all put together is actually an empowerment program for the companies. So what I, what I, what I, what I introduced in the last three years since COVID started is um, um, a part of empowerment programs is, you know, to talk a lot more about emotions, 
how to deal with emotions, especially with very prominent ones, fear. Uh, fear of, you know, of failure, mm. uh, fear of not being seen, fear of, you know, saying no, or, you know, people have all sorts of fears. So how do you, how do you help people? And then I say, you know, if I go into your company, I will design a program where we'll, you know, do a questionnaire, we'll, you know, listen what people say, we'll listen to you, and then I will design a program that will empower them to be uh, much more efficient, to be more positive, create a better working environment, and, you know, be in a more relaxed, you know, we want people actually to be in an alpha state, you know, this more relaxed state of mind where they really get creative ideas, where they, uh, you know, can produce stuff so the company can innovate. No, it's innovations will bring them, you know, uh, will make them competitive and bring them, you know, more forward into the future uh, than anything else. And if people are relaxed and not in constant cramp uh, or in constant, you know, anxieties, this doesn't produce anything. So I try to convey that message. I get it. It's, it, you know, how will you measure that people have less fear? You can't really measure them, but you can see if people, you know, I have a couple of metrics. Yes. You know, I, I say, you know, if I, um, if I get your one person in your company to be just three days less uh, on a sick leave in a year that saves you at least uh, $1,500 or euros because we have the parity right now. Uh, and if we have 1,000 people now calculate how much money do I save if they Cha-ching. don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If they don't miss the job for three days. And then you have all those soft factors that you cannot calculate. They sit, people sit at work but do nothing or do just little. So efficiency is not there. Or you have a good team of, I don't know, 10, seven are top performers, and then you have three who are negative, creating bad climate. So guess what happens to the whole team? They never perform. They underperform. Good people go and you know look either for another department or another company. And they just say, well, you know, I don't want to work in this environment. And we know in Germany right now, it's a very um, employee-oriented market. Employees are in a better negotiating position than the employers. So this is, you know, like, you know, companies learned that uh, they have to invest a little bit more money uh, and, and time into development of those soft skills, you know. You know, they're all well, actually it, it, under empowerment. They're, they're, they're called soft skills, but they're everything but soft. Because if we really look at them, if you don't have them, they're not soft. They are so necessary. And, and I would even go as far as what you are teaching in organizations should be taught in every school so that the kids that are going into the workforce already have a great routine and a great habit as they're going into the workforce. Why the heck is that not happening in education? Well, it is actually, but just in some in Germany. My, 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 our daughter went to a private bilingual school 
you know, English, 70%, 30% German. And they started really teaching, you know, how to cope with fear, you know, how to, uh, good communication skills to develop empathy. And my daughter even got a certificate. She was, you know, she got like, you are the best person, you know, the best, most, you know, empathy toward other people, very social, you help ever. So I was, you know, I was a kind of like, okay, sold it. Yoga, no, that wasn't so bad either, <laughs> you know? So that was nice. But when, you know, this started actually at university. Um, I, I also teach students at the university uh, for economics here. It's, it's also a private school for students who are already employed. And, That's in Frankfurt, um, right? In Frankfurt, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hochschule für Ökonomie und Management. And, they, and you know, students started hearing about that, but you see that many are still with the heads, although they are young, you know, new generation, but they're still part of in the old educational system because the system hasn't changed here. I mean, neither in Croatia, but it hasn't really Born changed. So they, so, so they, 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 they carry this, this huge luggage, you know, with them in the future, but this luggage is no longer serving them. You know, they have to, they, it's heavy, but they have to adopt a, a new one. So they have a, like a conflict of, of, you know, what do they, what, what should they feel? What should they think? You know, what is it actually yeah. the one? But, yeah. you know, this particularly this university, and I know two others, they, they, you know, they do already, uh, they develop those skills. Boy. What great work you do. I could talk to you for hours. We're going to have you back on the show. Will you come back on the show? Of course I will. I'll even yes. On Atlanta. I mean, I'll yes. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I love it. So last question, and then I, I want to ask you how people get in touch with you. Will you work with organizations in the U.S., or do you only work with organizations in Germany? I haven't worked with the organizations in the U.S. Uh, when we were in California in, in November, some people, I was talking to some people and they they basically have the same problems like people in Germany or companies oh, in Germany. even so more. I'm, yeah, so I'm right now I'm, you know, in, in conversation with some, well, let's see, maybe something turns out and uh, they decide for some of my programs. I mean, you can always start with something small and see how it goes. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I want to continue that conversation with you as well. Um, how do people get in touch with you, Srinka? Well, you can find me uh, on Facebook. Um, you can find me on Instagram with uh, Dr. Zrinka. Uh, here is also the Facebook, as you see. Uh, you can find me over my website, uh, dr you can even uh, write me an email if you want to. Um, I think the email will just, you know, be here or there is the other one we should go um, uh, not directly to me, but it's it's fine if you reach me directly. Uh, and then you can even, uh, you know, get an appointment and, um, you know, schedule a free, free consultation. And I also uh, said like uh, one, uh, um, um, one person can, uh, you know, get a free uh, hour of consultation on work-life strategy. Love so it. Nice. Absolutely love it. Um, for the ones that are here in the U.S. and that are not German, don't be afraid. Dr. Srinka does not bite. I, I guarantee it she does not bite. She's amazing. She's just as pink 
and kind and fluffy as the chair that she is sitting on. And I say that because I know her personally. And um, there are so many great people. There is uh, Mario that said, nice to see Dr. Srinka. She made me love yoga. Uh, Liebe Grüße, cooler talk from Kerstin, who is actually from Indiana. We had another Facebook user. Vielen Dank, großartiges Thema. Thank you guys. Uh, for sharing your thoughts with us here as well. Um, get with Dr. Srinka. Srinka is spelled Z as in zebra, R-I-N-K. And her email is really, really easy. It's Srinka, Z-R-I-N-K-A, at Dr. D-R minus or dash, Srinka, Z-R-I-N-K-A dot com. So Srinka at Dr. Minus Srinka dot com. Make sure that you get with her. Srinka, thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, being here so late on your day. And uh, we'll have you back very soon. Brigitta, thank you so much. I'm so honored that I was able to share your stage, your virtu virtual stage, and that you invited me as a guest. I still need thank to you. learn. I, I <laughs> Love it. My, my daughter can do all the tricks. Thank you so much for uh, being your guest. And I'll talk to you soon. And uh, a lot of success for your show. Thank you, Brigitta. Thank, Thank you. you, Dr. Srinka. And for everyone else, make sure that you tune in again next week, same time, same place on Tuesday at 4.30 Eastern time. Until then, ciao. Bye -bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Success Pattern Show at www.thesuccesspatternshow.com. My name is Brigitte Hufelet.